What up, guys? This is Mitch Osman, your captain for Forward Madison, and you're listening to New Dog Mazine. listening to New Dogma Zine. Hello and welcome to another New Dogma Zine audio situation. It's Andrew. I'm here with Grant. Holy cow, it's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, NDZ Live back in the saddle, as uh, John <laughs> Bon Jovi said. Yeah. Please don't mention him again. <laughs> what, the Prince of New Jersey? You don't like him? Wasn't it Dennis Leary that was just like, that he used to do the joke about like... Jimi Hendrix is dead, and we can't get John Bon Jovi in a, in a helicopter. <laughs> no, no, Stevie, Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughan is dead, and we can't get John Bon Jovi in a helicopter. Yeah, well, so. you know, you're gonna have that. Uh, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm sure he's a lovely man. Yeah, we are back, uh, making back. making our triumphant return as New Dogma live episode twenty. This is a big one. Yeah, it is a big one. So we're technically kind of counting slash not counting uh, episodes 18 and 19 because they were primarily focused on the women's soccer uh, announcement. We actually intended for episode 18 to be the intro and outro for the live call-in show with Connor. And um, who would have guessed it that we were so fucking long-winded that we ended up with a double episode? Me. Me. Yeah, and uh, all like everybody. Yeah, like everybody. The, if you've been paying attention to this <laughs> at all in the last year, you know that we're gonna be long. Uh, these fucking guys. <laughs> these Ho- fucking guys. Hopefully, again. we're not tonight. Um, we have some great guests tonight. Two uh, big ones we tonight. Are, we are getting yeah. reacquainted with uh, the the glove the glovesman Baron Shipman, who's had a stellar start to the season so far, and. It, Great interviews. Yeah. Like we had him on earlier and he he gave one of the better interviews we've done. Yeah. And his post-match interviews too for when we got to talk to him have been great. They're awesome. Um, And another one of our favorites. Yeah. uh, Mitch Osmond, the captain. El Capitano. Uh, Les Capitaines, as they say in in, in en français. That is not actually what they say. Uh, Les Les Captain. Les Captain. Anyway, they're joining us tonight. Uh, hopefully, we actually get to uh, make some notes ahead of this interview. I'm feeling a little punch drunk. I got some really stupid questions I plan on asking them. That's great. Yeah. I think that that's, that's knowing our MO, this is right up our alley. <laughs> so, let's talk a little bit about uh, the the games that were okay. since the last time. We've had what? Uh, three? Four? We have had... One, two, three, four, five games. Five games. Oh, since wow. the last time we did an NDZ Live. We've had the seance. So if you haven't yet listened to this or, or called into the seance, it's very timely, very day specific. It is, we try to do it on the Sunday after a Saturday right. night match. Right. Um, it is a live call in thing. Look for our socials. We're going to try to be more diligent about posting yeah, we those. Do, we got to do a better job. With that. Those links, not just on socials, but on our Patreon as well. Yep. Um, 
uh, speaking of Patreon backers, thank you so much again, again to all of our Patreon backers. Sticking with us. It's only five bucks a month, and we got a pretty interesting announcement tonight to make uh, that uh, for all of our Patreon backers Big specifically uh, might be interested in. But get in on the ground floor for that. Um, if you are a Patreon backer before July 7th, uh, you get a little something special. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let's talk, let's talk about these games that have happened since the last time. We had an NDZ live. Would the first one be Noko? It was Noko at okay. home. Oh, boy. Yeah, not great. Uh, I don't want to dwell too much on that game just because it was a bit of a stinker. Um, it, it was. I mean, it, it was also a game where, um, you know, the deflected goal, Yeah. you know, kind of like set the tone. And we were coming off of a win down in Carolina after that, correct? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so we were riding high, and obviously that kind of takes the wind out of your sails with that loss. But, you know, I, I mean, even though, you know, you, you go down a man, um, you know. Funny you mentioned a man. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, a man, scored yeah. two goals against us in that game. He did. That's he not, did. not actually how you pronounce his name, but I had to make the joke. He, he is the leader for the Golden Boot, correct? He is. He's wow. got eight goals uh, in ten matches. I saw that Keegan has five. Jake Keegan? Has five goals. Put a fucking stop to that guy. Seriously. Somebody just like just bollocks chop, that chop guy. Chop his ass. Yeah. Like, he's third in the golden boot with five goals. Yeah, somebody in this league's got to have one of those like <laughs> Lex, Lex Luger. Goals. Lex Luger, like a steel plate in their forearm. Just run up on that motherfucker and catch him in the forehead. Uh, favorite, this is, before we get too off track, favorite finishing move. Of all time in wrestling. All time? All time. Hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good power bomb. Yeah. Uh, but the sharpshooter is still, you know. <sighs> uh, so good. It's basically a, a, you know, depending on who you ask, it was done first by Bret Hart. Right. But, or made popularized by him. But Sting, I think, did the Scorpion Deathlock before him. Before him, yes. But... I, any way you cut it, it's all recycled. And I think the reason why I like it is because it's an actual, like you can tell that there's a wrestling yeah. element to it. Oh yeah, like this is based in like this is based in like a grapple you would use mm -hmm. in wrestling. Mm -hmm. I think that it's not like, you know, like the spear Goldberg spear, which was just it was a football tackle. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, you know, but Stone um, Cold Center is also pretty amazing. Oh man, that's that that's up there. Yeah, that's up there. Like cause, which, because which because because that was a two part finisher yeah because you had the kick to the gut the turn and then like the drop on the shoulder which was i have not told you about this yet but my buddy's wedding so i had to miss one game one home game this year mm -hmm. and we'll get to it in a little bit but it was the uh june or it was the june 3rd game where we lost to fuego at home right uh we'll get to that in a little bit i don't want to draw too <laughs> you but, missed that one and i missed <laughs> i missed last week so that's yeah. hilarious <laughs> you know what's funny about this whole thing is that i get invited on talk and flock every time we win and i and, and, and like you get invited on and every as, time as, as i've said on on rob's and by all means please go um talk and flock another i was on this week i know another great show with our buddy Rob, um, please go and follow his show to yeah. you know wherever you get your podcasts as well. Um, but yeah, that's my contractual obligation. Yeah. Is every time that Ford loses, I have to go on and and be on the show. It's probably a better <laughs> that you go on when we lose and Instead I go on when you. we win. Yeah. I'm a little I'm a little bit more happy go lucky well, than you. I mean, a I'll shade. Agree. I'll agree with that. A shade. So. Uh, but 
Speaking of wrestling moves and that Fuego game, because I didn't miss it because my friends are very rude and chose to get married on a Ford Madison match day. Just uh, the audacity. But I actually uh, was willing, and another friend of ours was willing to pay somebody at the wedding, and we had a wager going if he would stone cold stunner the groom at some point during the night, he'd get two hundred bucks. <sighs> That's two hundred dollars of good money, dude. I, you could do. You could pay me fifty bucks. I'd do it. We asked the bride if she was chipping. She said she'd double it. No shit. Oh yeah. So it was a four hundred. It was a four hundred dollar thing. Oh, it? dude, I would have done that for sure. You know. You know what, Jan? <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, Jan didn't do it. No, Jan didn't. Do oh it. my god. Well, why not? I even showed him how to do it. Because he was like, "Oh, do you do a stone cold stunner?" I was like, well, if you have to show, if I have to show you, okay, fuck it, fine, I'll show you. Yeah. So I even practiced it on the groom with him standing right there. I was like, all right, Jan, go for it. 400 bucks, good money. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. Oh, my God. I have a feeling that was his wedding gift to Jake, was just not stone cold stunnering him in front of the entire wedding party. It's a fairly good wedding gift. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway, that's why I Back to the games. The Red Wolves game. But or no the the Fuego game. But then so after Hailstorm, we go away to Omaha, beat them two one convincingly. Those fucks. Yeah, uh, our our uh, our bot that we purchased for the season. Because she hates them. Has some choice words. I mean, I mean hey, it's called uh, artificial intelligence for a reason. Right? I mean, I mean, and she hates their ass. Yeah. So yeah, who doesn't I mean, though? I mean, we didn't do anything, and they, it's just like, she's just naturally, she's like, yeah, I hate these people. They're, yeah. cunt, they're cunts. Yeah. Ch- you know, th- these bots, know, they know what's up. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, we we come back the following weekend, the, this Central Valley Fuego game, who, last place at the time. Yeah. Uh, lose to them at home. Yeah. Not great. After um, taking a lead, too. Yeah. Yeah. What what was it? The 70th minute, there was an implosion. Yeah. That's when... Uh, they got their first at 74 minutes. Yep. And then Timmy... And a second 10 minutes later. And then Timmy slid tackled a guy from behind in the box. Yeah, which, which you don't do. Like, you know, I mean, I love Timmy. Yeah. And he's been amazing for us this year. Right. But, you know, when you're learning soccer, one of the things they teach you is don't leave your feet in the box. And... You really don't leave your feet in the box if you're behind the guy. So you know. yeah, you try not to anyway. <laughs> so Timmy, uh, yeah, we love maybe, you. Maybe don't do that. Yeah, we love you, buddy. Yeah, don't do it again. We love you, buddy. Uh, then we go four days later, play away to the last place team. Yeah. Then last place team. Yeah. Sad Wolves. Chattanooga Red Wolves. Sad and Wolves. They beat us two 0 Yeah. We were we not. Just we just listless. We were not happy. No. Like we let, we left the Ford Club and uh, went to uh, Weary Traveler after that. And yep, drowned our sorrows in a bowl of uh, yeah tofu tonka. Yeah, and I ate it and, and hummus plate. So <laughs> it was a great way to do it. Yeah. Um, as we've always said, the wait staff is amazing there. Oh, exceptional! Exceptional. The music, incredible. Yeah. So um, Weary Traveler, one of our favorites. It's an official NDZ recommendation. Correct. Then. Three days later, come back to Breeze. You weren't there. This was, was this was your weekend off, your contractually uh, obligated yep. weekend off. Yep. 
minimum one a season. Minimum. That's it. Uh, playing league leaders. So after two, losing two games in a row to the last place team, we take on the league leaders at Breeze and thump them 3-0. Amazing. What the fuck is going on with this team? So I, I was the reason why I wasn't there. Um, I was with I was with Mink Flamingo fans. You know, I was with Jimmy K from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Magnus. Yep. Who, Flamingos. Flamingos, who also who runs the Zoom mm-hmm. for away matches. And um, former uh, podcaster Keith Poniwaz. Of forwards backwards fame. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we were down in, uh, at Wrigley Field for Dead & Company's final tour. Um, and it was... I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was... Uh, well, I, it'll be the final tour of this group. I just assume it's the first of the, like, dozen fa- farewell tours. Right. I mean, I think that because, you know... as, Look, I, as when, I, you're, when you're the most popular band, one right. of the most popular bands in existence, you got to say goodbye to people multiple times. Exactly. And I think that this is, you know, the, the drummer's... Are because essentially at this point it's just Bobby Weir who you know is going to be doing this till till he dies because mm-hmm. he was born you know he's a kid he was beat he grew up on the road this is all he knows yeah and so he'll do this till he dies but then you got the two drummers um, Billy Kreitzman who already bowed out from the tour early yeah. and then Mickey Hart and they're both in they're close to eighty yeah and they're eighty yeah. <laughs> you know it's like the they're not going to be able to do the um, will it continue probably. <laughs> you know, John Merritt yeah. will probably continue in some way, shape, or form. It yeah, will and we'll, it will continue you know, melting faces with guitar solos like he did on Saturday, which was great. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was fun to get down there and uh, have a weekend off. But it was even more fun when my phone is just going off with text messages and notifications from everyone saying like, "We are beating the shit out of this team." Yeah, <laughs> so, it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Mikey Maldonado, eat your fucking heart out. Yeah. <laughs> two games, two losses. Yeah. Woof. So, yeah. Woof. Better luck ne- next time, kid. Yeah. Uh, so, what was your favorite part of the trip down to Dead in Chicago? And I say this with, let's keep it brief, because yep. I know Dead and Fish fans generally like to wax poetic. Uh, two things. Um, number one, yeah, uh, Keith and I were kind of going through the list of what songs we wanted to hear, mm-hmm. and we were looking at the set list from the night before because they played Friday night as well. And um, you know, I had predictions of which ones I wanted to see. So, one of them being Althea, which is one of my all-time favorite Grateful Dead songs. Yeah, um, that was like the fourth song in. Which happens to be uh, an incredible vegan restaurant in downtown Chicago. It is. It's fantastic. It's on, it's yeah. on the, the top floor of a Saks Fifth Avenue. Yeah. yeah. Next, next to the shoe department. I, and, but, and I'm wondering if... I wonder if they're deadhead fans. Maybe. 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 But, but no. So they played that. The song I was not even expecting them to play, but is one of my all-time favorites, is St. Stephen. Okay. That was the video I sent you guys, yeah, and yeah. they just absolutely just crushed it. Like that was the one where all four of us were just like, "Can you believe that that Saints and like and everybody I talked to that was like friends of mine that I knew they were down there yeah, were yeah, just yeah. like, "Man, that that Saint Stephen was." I'm like, "Yeah." So it was great to see, and then just seeing, like you saw them at the end, 
you could tell that like they kind of knew that this was the end of some what what they've been they've been doing like as this group yeah. for the last you know six seven years and so that was my favorite part it was cool. just was just kind of seeing like those songs and just and then lastly of course just being with those guys yeah you know the fact that like we we got it together like from you know magnus literally he was in florida okay so i'll tell this and then i'll i'll go magnus literally flew in on saturday morning hung out with jimmy k yeah keith and i got there met him at the bar we drank at the bar we go to the show magnus hangs out until one o'clock gets on the l takes the l now if you know chicago you know what i'm about to say takes the l at 1 30 in the morning to midway oh yeah that's a magical mystery tour <laughs> magnus <laughs> magnus doing this after a dead show going to you know gets on the plane flies back to florida wakes up his son adam great dude his birthday on sunday happy birthday adam yeah i mean amazing yeah i mean he's a good dad he's an amazing an amazing dude an yeah. amazing dude so yeah. that was my favorite part he's a good dad um digression out of the way uh a good digression um we've been busy though mm -hmm. these past this past like month I think that was one of the things I wanted to say earlier is the reason why we haven't been here is because our working lives have been cracking. Not just working lives. Yeah. Uh, we've also been busy with some new audio adventures as well. Yeah. Uh, forward Focus, if you have yet to hear it. Uh, not Ford, Ford Focus. <coughs> like the car? I used to have a, I, I had a Ford Focus once. I have not. Also, the... Uh, air quality has been trying to murder us yeah running has not been yeah. great is it like 140 the the air quality index today it is right on the edge of like being unhealthy for normal people and it's one of those things too like i can tell right away like when i'm running when the air quality is great yeah i can run like forever yep when it's not you just you feel it right away it's caustic yeah it's bad it's um, bad but we've been busy recording Forward Focus. Uh, three uh, segments, I, I guess we could say, are yeah. out. Um, they, if you check our, I yeah. Mean, yeah, check at WRT's website. Yep. 89.9. <laughs> yeah, it's on their website. We are on every other week on the 6 o'clock news, local newscast. We're usually, they save us for the end. We're right after the fishing report. I know. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> fantastic I, I, like that's what i whatever i like listen to it i'll like fast forward like as soon as i hear the fishing report i'm like hey, yeah we're coming up yeah they run us through the weekend too they do because they do. like i heard like one of my friends said like hey i just heard you on the radio like are you at wrt right now i'm like yeah. no man we record that you know? yeah we record in grant's living room yeah uh, <laughs> but we we record it week of Generally, yeah. uh, we pull in yeah. audio clips from uh, post-match interviews as well as talking with uh, with fans about their opinions on games and just where the club is at. Get to do that with our buddy Evan Warwick from the club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's short and sweet. It's only eight minutes long. Yeah. Um, somewhere between five and eight minutes. That's kind of our, our, our sweet spot that, we're, that we're, we've been requested to do. So if you have not yet, go check out for, Forward Focus. Um, also... 
We've been busy working on the next print issue of the magazine. It's coming. So, a little bit of an announcement. Our Patreon backers probably already know. I just posted on there before I came over to record with Grant. But print issue two, we have a release party at Rabinia Courtyard on July 7th. Uh, some of the magazine features. Um, we're trying to do a mailbag. Uh, we'll see how it goes. If you're interested in being uh, you know, responded to, uh, in us, our mailbag. Send, send us a note. Yeah, send us a note. Send us a DM. Uh, it's just at New Dog Mazine on all of the major social platforms. Uh, send us an email, newdogmazine at gmail.com. Uh, we will print you in the magazine. Yep. Most likely. Um, but yeah, that July 7th uh, release party at Rabinia, we will be there from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m. Uh, most of that time is that music yeah 10 p.m to 2 a.m who's playing music uh i will be djing along with some special guests uh from 10 to 2 i'll be dancing man there will be some fucking boogie and some like i'm i'm telling you right now i got a whole playlist going with a bunch of like uh uk as they say garage music um a bunch of funk boogie yeah if you want to dance with grant here's your chance uh, he'll be there all night on the dance floor. Um, Getting uh, it. Yeah, going at, going for it. But from 8 to 10 will be our actual release party. We are going to have art. We're going to have photos. We are going to have probably clothing, pink and blue, uh, clobber, as, as they say across the pond, for sale uh, at a cut rate. If you like good Italian uh, clothing brands like Aless, we'll have some of that stuff there. Uh but anyway, it's going to be a great party. Can't wait, man. Here's the cool thing. All of our Patreon backers, if they were a Patreon backer before that night, it's five bucks a month. Just come on. Yeah. You're getting a free issue. Your for, your issue of issue two is comped if you are a Patreon backer. So you show up there and you just get your just issue. Just pick it up. Yeah. Just pick it up. We'll have a list for you. All you got to do is come up and say, I'm a Patreon backer. We'll check you against the list and then you get a free issue of the magazine. Uh. The cool thing is, is we've got so many features planned for this particular issue where we've started work already. It, they might not even make it all to this issue. We're going to probably have to do another one in September. You think so? I mean, it's a lot of fucking work, but I don't see why not. Let's do it. You know, our, you know, let's do it. Yeah. Why not? Our, our Patreon fans deserve this. <laughs> they absolutely do. Yeah. Um, Considering they, that they listen to us just babble on. Yeah, from, just know. fucking bullshit every week. We we owe it to them. Yep. They were probably happy that we were gone from NDZ Live for <laughs> you know a month. They are like, fucking fine. God damn it, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, so please uh, watch on our socials, and, and we'll probably be posting on, on Patreon. If you don't have the mobile app yet, a Patreon, it's great. Um, you can listen, view all of the images. You can listen to podcasts, all of that stuff. Uh, sign up today. Uh, it's just patreon.com slash new dog magazine. Um, or you can find it on our, our link tree as the kids say, uh, with that out of the way, there will be no Sunday seance this week. That's a day, man. Yeah, It's father's day. My dad's not around anymore, but I'm going to spend the day with my brother. Yeah. Um, uh, brothers probably thinking about my dad and my, my brother, Nick is a dad. So we'll be celebrating him as yeah. well. Um, yeah, just, I'm going to go chill with my pop. Yeah, spend some time Let's with your Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I'll uh, we'll grill some sausages. 
Uh, I'm gonna drink a beer for my dad. My dad is, uh, you know, that's one of the best things about my dad is, you know, he's a very simple dude. Yeah. You know, a beer and a sausage, and he's he's pretty happy. Come talk about listening to the Brewers game. Yeah. Pretty happy. Yeah. So. You know what? Uh, it, it that sounds hard to beat, Grant. We got a big game coming up though this we weekend. We do. We do have a we have a massive massive game this weekend. Uh, culminating the new uh look eruption tour that's going on starting lo- tomorrow i love it though yeah so we won't we won't be there no we won't we we were there the first two right but right this time featherstone flamingos are taking up uh the reins so to speak and going on their own on a sort of uh tour across the country not necessarily recreate i can you fucking like i can't imagine them you weren't there the first time but like i can't imagine a whole like van full of black soccer fans showing up in mingo county west virginia i'm hoping that they don't do that i think it would be hilarious hilarious, i really don't think the last time they were there chris fox looked at me and said we're gonna get murdered today (laughs) (laughs) and he looked at me and zach and said you two probably not definitely me definitely me yeah definitely me (laughs) That with it, well, anyway, watch along on Featherstone Flamingos uh, socials starting tomorrow as they make their way to Richmond, Virginia for the Henny Derby, uh, the first of this season, trying to retain that trophy. They're going to be doing a lot of soccer black history lessons as well as talking about the meaning of. Juneteenth, and it's bound to be educational. It's bound to be informational. It's bound to be fantastic. So, watch for that on Featherstone Flamingos' uh, uh, coverage, I should say, of the Eruption Tour 2023. And with that, we'll lead you into our interview. Next up, Baron Shipman and Mitch Osmond. Right, we are here with the captain Mitch Osmond and the glovesman, the man between the sticks, Baron Shipman. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Thanks for having us again. Yeah, uh, we're gonna hit you with the hard hitting questions right away. This first <laughs> one is for Baron. Mm-hmm. Okay, what would you say to people critical of your performance this season, being one of only a few players to not have scored a goal? <laughs> why do you, come on man why are you not helping the front line more come on no worries I will score one <laughs> if the league ever gives us a penalty yeah maybe yeah. Huh? he's the first up on a penalty why not? Like yeah let's get him up here what, uh, would you rather score on a penalty or on a header on a header yeah, yeah like where, sure. where, like, you, where like you come up in it yeah. where like you come up late in the game up. and like you know just I think there was one opinion again Central Valley mm. Uh, yeah, I was on the second pose and yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. waving the yeah. whole time. Play to me, play to me. Yeah, 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 it came, but I missed it. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah, but seriously, what would you say to those critics? <laughs> I'm sorry for that. It's <laughs> a good response. Yeah, that is a good. Response. Response. What, what else are you gonna say? I mean, yeah. Mitch has one. True. Yes, sir. And he and he fucking did it on the ring around the rosy. Oh, that was brilliant. 
walk us through because I don't think anybody's actually talked with you mm. about that goal. I know. Um, Did Rob talk? I with think you Rob one? talked with you about that bit? because it was originally supposed to be Cheney. Yeah, doing that. Yeah. And you and he he went. So Cheney walks over to you and says, "You do it. They're they're marking me too close." Yeah. So we. I think. Uh, when Rob asked me, it was like, is this something you guys have been working on all season? And it we was- Drew it up on the training ground. I mean, we drew it up on the training <laughs> ground, but the day before. So, I mean, obviously the set piece is uh, dependent on the way the other team sets up. Right. Um, but yeah, that play was designed for Cheney. And, you know, we worked on it in training. Um, we ran it, I think, twice yeah. earlier in the game, and it didn't work either time. And so, yeah, as I was walking up, he was like, hey, they know what I'm doing. You do it. So I was like, all right. And Cello just put it right on my head, right on the money. I did happen to notice during that goal that you happened to jump right in front of Mikey Maldonado to get that header. Yeah. Did you yeah. Did you know that when you went up? No. No. <laughs> no. I, honestly, I, I thought it was a free header. Until I watched it back, I thought it was a free header. I was by myself. And yeah. Um, and it wasn't until later that Neil told me, he's like, you know, you beat Mikey for the for that header, right? Yeah. And I was like, nah. And then he showed me. I was like, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly something Neil would notice. For sure. Like. Yeah. For uh, sure. Speaking of Mikey Maldonado, this last weekend against NCFC, just a, a, a few days ago, probably one of the biggest wins of the season I think we've handed North Carolina their biggest loss of the season. Um, one of my favorite moments from that game, Baron, was you running to the halfway line to celebrate with the team mm-hmm. after Jake's goal. He finally um, got one. I know. I, know. I told you it was coming. Oh, it, it, I told it you was, it was coming. coming. It was coming. For Great sure. Great goal from him, too, by yeah. the way. Like Quick reaction. You know, taking a volley you mm-hmm. know, off his chest and, and knocking it straight up into... The goal, I think it caught like a deflection or two, but really it doesn't matter, right? The, he, the go- he's been so close. Yeah. With yeah. probably like four or five other opportunities. Like, yeah. He has a good finish, to be fair. He does. Right. And, you know, I think he's hit the post probably like, what, three times? Something know, like that, that, yeah. yeah. That absolute rocket. Yeah. I can't remember who that was against. Um, was that a home game? Flocking. Charlotte. Against Charlotte, yeah. yeah. And then he had one against Fresno, I know. He, he, couldn't, uh, he couldn't have hit that one any sweeter, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what was that like? I mean, was that was that something where you're just kind of like, oh, Jake, got a goal, I got to run up. <laughs> it seemed like it was a big team. Like, that that was like a sort of nail in the coffin for NCFC in that game. As we all know, uh, 2-0 is the most dangerous lead to hold in any game. Uh, it is uh, generally where teams tend to uh, maybe take for granted the lead that they have and go to sleep a little bit. Um, what was that? Was that plan? Did you see Jake score the goal and you were like, oh, I got to go up? Or was it just like everybody, it was I'm just running. a spur of the moment thing? Fuck this, I'm running. After the third goal, it was like, okay, now it's done. Yeah. After the second, it was like, oh, if something happened, maybe they come back. But after the third goal, it was like, oh, it's done. Just run. You weren't like after the third goal, like, it's Baron's time to score. <laughs> <laughs> I think it all games. So. <laughs> it was like a like a, like a hockey pull the goalie kind of thing. Let's get Baron up uh, playing striker the rest of the game. <laughs> you you bring in the backup keeper, right? And then you put Baron 
up front. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we've well, seen weirder, right? I wouldn't mind it for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, why not? For 10 minutes, you why not? Th- you got a three-goal lead. End, at the end of the season, if once we're comfortably in the playoffs and we've secured our spot... We should do that for the, like the last game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Good luck convincing Matt of that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. What, we'll see what we can do. Spe- speaking of Matt, um, you know, we we talked, Mitch, with you before the season started about like, and you your your resolve was very firm that Matt is the guy to kind of lead this team into this season and kind of into the future in general. Is that still the feeling? And you know, like how how are things overall in the locker room? Yeah, I mean, I still feel the exact same way, of course. I mean, I think this is one of the, if not the best group in terms of personality-wise that I've been a part of. I mean, inside our locker room is amazing. It's amazing. I mean, the way that the guys interact with each other, the chemistry that we all have, the fact that it's this good and we've known each other for three or four months or whatever it is you yeah know, since february whatever that is um it's a it's a credit to the coaching staff for sure because they were the ones that brought these players in and they right. said that they were going to focus on on the people and right. um i think with the the performances maybe not consistently yet but when when we're on it, you can see what this team can be. Mm. I mean, when we're when we're firing on all cylinders, I don't think there's anyone that can get close to us. I mean, and we've seen that when you know you just look at the teams that typically people would say this is one of the best teams in the league. Mm. You guys have played really well against them and destroyed them at times. Destroyed yeah. them at times, and then the teams that where people are like, "Oh, this week's team." It's one of those things where I think when. You have a team, and when you turn over a team as much as you do, I think in in USL one, in USL one, is it hard to kind of like get that team to where it's like have a consistent team that just like knows like you're gonna go out every game and play the same? Because it's so hard. I think when you're trying to build that new team and it's trying to like get everything to to not play to the level of your competition. I don't know how I want to answer that, but I'm gonna let Ben um, start. I feel like you don't have to forget that we are like new guys. Yeah. All all is brought in. So yeah. uh, I feel for four months, it's already like pretty good. So, and don't forget, we have only 11 games. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. and if we go on like this, um, focus on the strategies, uh, the tactics, I mean, you, all the stuff. And you're going to have 30 plus games. I mean, hopefully by the end of the season. For I sure. Mean, so... And you have played eleven so far. Yeah. A mm-hmm. third. Of, I mean, that's a third of the season. So. To be fair, though, on its on the other side of that, it's a third of the season. That's you know, where where do we go from here? And that that was one of the questions I had. I mean, maybe Mitch, and, uh, you know, I think Mitch. How did you want to answer that question, though? Yeah, I uh, piggyback off what Burns said. To be honest, I think uh, we are a new team, and when you talk about inconsistencies, like. Obviously, we didn't have a great week last week other than yeah. uh, Saturday. Yeah. But we were still trying to figure out what we were as a team. Yeah. And I think we're coming to that, that that realization of who we are, what our identity is, and how we 
can dominate games. Yeah. yeah. And and I think we saw we have not enough of a sample now to see when it hasn't gone our way and when it has and it's like okay, this is who we are now. This yeah. is this is what we have to bring in terms of mentality into every single game and if we can do that, we're going you know, we're competing for a trophy. Right. And that and that, that's where I was going with the, that question I was going to ask you because you, you as the captain, I mean, it's kind of, uh, there's a little bit of own. I, I think the captaincy at a lot of football clubs is, and what it means has changed over the years. But you seem to me, at least the way you carry yourself, the way you you, you speak about this team and, and your role on it, talk about a mentality. And what is it that your that you take upon yourself to bring to the rest of the team as far as like how you get them prepared mentally for a match because it seems like and i'm not trying to agree with it or not but it seems like at times like there is some, has been some credence to when fans or or people in the media criticize the team of playing down or up to our competition mm-hmm. um how do you get that sort of like let's just go out here and play our game every game yeah like like i said though we we were still trying to figure it out you know yeah. i think we have uh we have so many talented players right so obviously we look around the locker room and we see such high quality right that we feel has to be beautiful football every right. single game but when we look at the games that we've won or some of the ties earlier on that we should have won, when we have a, like that dog in us, yeah. you know, when we're like, we're running, we're fighting, we're tackling. This we're, game last weekend. Yeah, exactly. Good example. Yeah. You know, we're... we're I did the yeah. Omaha game. You guys want yeah. a very Omaha, ugly, You want a very Greenville, ugly game. You yeah. know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Charlotte at home, even though we tied, I mean, uh, they... I don't think they had a, a shot in the second half. Right. Like uh, it was a game that we dropped two points. You know, right. um, when we have that mentality of like, it's almost it's it's weird for me, but it's almost like uh, in Australia we have this saying: "You always help your mate," right? Yeah. And and that's kind of what my message was to the boys going into the game on the weekend: is when we look at our best performances, we've had that. Right, and and I gave a couple examples of guys that selfless acts for the team, you know, putting in the extra yards to help someone right. who made a mistake instead of pointing the finger. Right. It's like, right. no, nah, I'm gonna help you, and and when we have that, I I just I can't see a team that that can compete with us. Right, and you've shown that so far. I mean, because it's you look at the teams that people think would be in the playoff race. Yep. At the end of the season, we've done very well against. And so that's one of those things that I look at and I'm very positive about is that this is a team that's sh- showing that if and when they get in the playoffs, they're going to make some noise. And as we know, this is one of those things, too, that we've talked about for a long time, especially in American sports. Um, Baron, maybe you can speak to this a little bit. And you can, you know, you, you've come into this coming from Australia. The playoff atmosphere of American sports, I think, changes everything to where it's just like it really becomes something to where you just got to get in, mm-hmm. like for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you look at the, you know, you look at hockey, basketball, the NFL, whatever it might be. 
how many times have we seen like a team that just right. barely gets in makes a run in the playoffs and ends up you know and we saw last year in USL one. I mean because well, it's both like, teams, yeah. You know, it's like Richmond won the league last year and got knocked out like the last time the Rapids, Colorado Rapids, won the MLS Cup was they were the like basically last seed, and they qualified on right. the last day, mm-hmm. right, on a goal, on in the 90th minute that tied the game. This is getting hot at the right time, exactly. Yeah. So I guess like from you guys' perspective, like what what is it that the team needs to do to? start picking up three points against some of those like sort of lower table teams where maybe they're not the giving points i mean part of that is because like or is that the league you you hear about this right from the even like first division players over in the premiership or something like that right like some of the teams that they play that are sort of lower table they won't show up to play they're gonna park the bus and try to hit you on counters or like do long balls or whatever it is and try the sort of hail mary type of stuff that it takes to grind out a, a you know kind an ugly like, win here and there. Kind of felt like Knoxville was like that. Yeah. So like, what what's the plan going forward to take on those teams? Because obviously the quality is there, as you've said. I think uh, we as a team, like Mitch said, we have to understand that we get nothing for free in this league, especially this league. So right. we have quality. Um, I can't remember the teams we played so far. Which team has better football players? To be honest, right? But it's no one really stands out in this league. I mean, I feel yeah. like there's so much parity from team to team, and like exactly, you have guys like obvious guys like Kaziah Sterling, who should probably move up at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he scored what like 18 goals in 26 games or something like that. Like <laughs> he ne- he needs to move up. Um, but there are still ways to keep. Guys like him quiet. We we seen that against Charlotte. We saw it against North Carolina, and I mean even Noko did did some damage against us with Aman, who's like some sort of weird dark horse like talent that just showed up out of out of nowhere this season. But like played well. Yeah. How do you take on those sort of lower table teams and and? have that mentality of like look we're gonna play our game no matter what they bring us today and what does that look like going into the game because as we saw like you know against north carolina on our day we're unbeatable we're unplayable one thing i'd like to add to that though is do you feel this is something that i've kind of been looking at do you feel that like there is no lower Mm. lower level team in this league there really aren't like it's like the level of talent in this league is pretty fractional. It's like mm-hmm. between like the top team and the and the lowest team, and to where so the parity in this league. I mean, a, a, on any given day, you gotta go for it. You gotta go for it because any team can beat you in this league. Yeah, there there will be. I think is my answer to that. In once the season develops a little bit further and we get maybe halfway two thirds through, yeah, and there's a bit clearer of a divide between the top right. half and the bottom we'll half in terms of points you're gonna see those teams that are stuck in the bottom like you said it yourself right the quality level is not so big between the top and the bottom teams right. but that mental struggle of being in a dog fight at the bottom it it, it definitely takes a toll on, on teams yeah. so yeah and it's a long we, season too and that, and that's like with the 
obviously we lost to the the bottom teams, but I mean the points are so close already. It's it's in right. the, you know yeah. The, yeah maybe they're four or five places below, but it's like three points difference or whatever it may be. You know right. it's not it's not like it's so crazy right um, of a difference, but really isn't. But yeah, like like I said, I think it's a brand new team. We're learning about ourselves as we go. Right. We're figuring out what what our identity is and what kind of makes us tick. And now it's about okay, we recognize it. Let's hone in on it and yeah. let's make sure that we prepare in a way that allows us to consistently perform on match day. Right. And I think that's 100% fair. You look at the table right now. Just I'm looking at it right now. Madison's at 16 points in fifth place. 12th place is 10 points. That's fractional. That's two games. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of season left to play. And if you guys are feeling like you know some of that stuff will shake out as time goes on and, and roles get a little bit more solidified. Um, you know, And the fact that everybody except Baron is scoring. Uh, <laughs> we'll work on that. Uh, sorry, is, I got to keep bringing it up. But it's, it's no, just I facts. want to get you a goal, bro. They're just facts. They're just facts. If you score a goal, uh, you will drink for free in the Ford Club the rest of the season, not just because they comp your drinks. Uh, buy your drinks. <laughs> all right. Um, he's gonna bring like all this family over from Germany, and, and he's like, "This guy's buying all your drinks." This Andrew, I would. Would, yeah, yeah, I know you would. I would absolutely uh, do that. Yeah. So I guess like overall, it does. It seems like what you guys are saying is like, and, and Mitch, you you said this in several post match interviews, like, "Don't lose hope." Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of season left. Um, I mean, Baron, you you said it in your most recent uh, support post-match interview that you were uh we got we got a soundbite out of uh you can't go through a whole season uh, with a clean sheet not with that attitude anyway uh (laughs) but what's your feeling on the recent run of form and uh what's what's the feeling going forward i mean yeah i think i think it's the it's more of the same from north carolina um and like i said throughout this uh this podcast is consistency now mm. right it's it's finding that consistency right. and yeah. um the chemistry is there i yeah. feel and the games that we've lost or like even chattanooga i think it was our highest xg of the yep. of the season or, or pretty close to it yeah like something like that um like it doesn't make sense that we didn't win that game right. even though we conceded two goals um, so the margins are small, yep. and it's just about honing in on those little details. Right, turning those margins around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think if I think where we're at as a group right now, my personal feeling going in every day is we're just starting. Yeah, you know, and and whether the fans believe it yet whether the league believes it whether the other teams believe it like we're, we're coming i mean yeah. and and we feel that within the locker room like we don't give a shit what other people think we know what we have in there we know what we're building and and we're just trying to like like i said dial in so that it's not 
a tie, a win, a loss, a tie, a win, a loss, or you know what I mean? It's win, 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 yeah. and, and, and put the points where they need to be. And that was something that I was going to ask you is how much, how important is that? Like when you, at the beginning of the season, it looks like you look at the squad and you're like, yeah, we have a pretty good squad. You know, you go out in the first couple of games and you kind of give like, the As the season goes on, how important is that refining of the squad to where it's like you get to the point to where it's just like that finely tuned machine that's running and you know and, and and doing doing the job is that something that like you know when you've been on other teams before in the past that like not having that happen has presented had prevented you know you know from achieving success or is it something to where it's like you almost have to have that in order to have success um i've been in teams where well, that's a good question to be fair. But I've been in teams where our team is about like sacrifice for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I think um, just to pick it up with Mitch said real quick um, uh, after the Chattanooga game, where the moment after we went into the dressing room, normally it's like ah oh, fuck we lost or whatever. Of course we were disappointed, but um, everyone went like hey, all right, Saturday we go again, heads up, and hey, we see them again. Right. So and then um, had the response you did on Saturday. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think I mean it's still early in the season, but I think we kind of know more how we are or who we are. Right. And um, yeah, uh, like you said, other teams are so different. Um, they don't sacrifice for each other. They just look hey, okay. I have to play good or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel the best teams in the world. They suffer for you know, and yeah. that's what we are. Yeah, completely agree. And I, I, I said it in my pre-match speech to the boys, where the, I had this moment on the bus going back to the hotel after the Chattanooga game. I mean, really disappointing, right? We lost on the weekend. We go away. We lose in Chattanooga, a game yeah. that we should have won. And I'm sitting on the bus in probably the lowest point of the season for us and I'm listening to conversations of how could we have done better in these moments. Not one person complaining, not one person pointing fingers at anybody else. That's what you want. Like this group was together yeah, and right. I was I was sitting there and I was like, man, we can win the league with these these guys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things I, t- I was on Talking Flock this week with Rob Chapel, and one of the things I mentioned was about Per Mattersacker talks about machinations mm. and being able to know what your teammates are going to be doing and know where they're going to be. That comes with time, and there's nothing else that can be a good substitute for that. And it can't just be on the training ground. It has to be during games. It has to be in competitive play, too. Given your past experience playing for different clubs and at different levels, when when does that usually start to really manifest itself? Just so that, like, I think a lot of fans are, at this point, are kind of, like, they're ready to buy in. They're just kind of waiting for this, like... You look at the crowds the last two games. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. They're ready yeah, to buy in. I was going to ask Jeez. you about that. Uh, like, well, let's, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Let's answer this yeah. question first. Yeah. 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 When does that usually come? That sort of like preternatural knowledge of what your teammates are going to be doing and when? I feel like we're pretty fast at it, right? Like, 
I've I've experienced teams they took a whole season to understand what the coach want to yeah give you on the way, but um, you're already there. Yeah, we yeah. were pretty early with that. To be fair, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it takes a little more time on the attacking side. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. But look, uh, we're the best defense in the league. Right. We're gonna stay like that the whole season. I'm I'm sure of it. We've never played together. No. None no. of us. None of us in the back the back line. No, it's a, it's a has, brand, has, it's a has never played line, together. Yeah. But you watch us defend, and you would never know that. Right. And and I think it's that process can be expedited when the personalities fit. Yeah. And there's a selflessness with this defensive unit that I haven't felt in a long time. I think uh, we we spoke. Obviously, we conceded some goals recently, and we're not used to it. Yeah. Um, but we spoke before before the game and again after, and getting back to what I think made us so strong defensively, and that was, man, we we're gonna make mistakes. But we've always had the guy next to us cover us. How many big saves has Burn made? Right. Yeah. You know? And we try and, I mean, perfect world, Burn doesn't face a shot in the game. Right. But we make mistakes or the other team does something decent. And, I mean, he comes up massive for us, like, over yeah. and over again. But it's the same for us making tackles or blocks, you know, or clearances. Yeah. No, I One, mean, we brought that up in even the knockout game. I mean, mm -hmm. that game turned on its head because you guys were positioned correctly and a ball ricocheted yeah. off, of, off of Timmy, mm -hmm. you know, or off of you. Yeah, yeah there's deflection. Defle deflection deflection, deflection yeah. off of you, and you were in, right in the right position, but there's, you know, the deflection. It's yeah, like, I think even looking at that goal, I mean, <coughs> if it doesn't deflect off me, it goes straight to you. you yeah, know? exactly. Like, you're, you're in the perfect position, and just, you know, and that's just one of those things that's like, you guys are so in sync with where you want to be. It's like even when, even when <laughs> we're doing the right job, it's like yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just unlucky. Yeah, and that's this game, happens. right? That's um, this game. But it, I mean, we work at it every single day. I right. mean, the conversations we're constantly trying to refine. If it's a clean sheet and we feel like we did an amazing job, there's still stuff that we can work on and do better. Right. Um, and. The thing that I, I really like and appreciate, and I think Bern would agree, but we we all have input and everybody listens. Yeah. There's never, I haven't seen one time where someone has offered a criticism or their input on things that we can do better and someone has said something back. Yeah. We listen, everybody is equal. Everybody the transparency is, it, yeah, is there. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody's accountable. And everybody just wants to get better. And, yeah. yeah, and <laughs> we have guys that like to defend, and that's yeah. uh, that's half the battle. I and think. that was a question I was going to ask: is like, is that something like as a unit that you all just talk about before the game? Is like that we want to shut these guys out? Like, like is that the goal every game to shut these guys out? I would say, of course, every game. Yeah. But um, I think that's a, per a personality thing. Yeah. so yeah. that's just the mindset especially mm. from defenders yeah. to be fair of course I had some big save but <laughs> maybe I have like two shots in the game yeah to be fair yeah but they, this is this is the trickle on right like yeah. so we feel as a back line 
if Burn has less work to do, right. when we need him, he's gonna come up. He's gonna yep. come up big. Yeah. If he's constantly facing shots, constantly having to come for crosses, man, uh, at, at some point he's gonna make a mistake. Exactly. You know. But if we limit the amount of chances that they have, and we saw that in the Lexington game, mm-hmm. yeah, right, right. Like, like we went down to Lexington. I mean, outside of like they had the one breakaway that you stopped. But outside of that, you know, and then you had the you had, you had an amazing open field sliding tackle. Oh, yeah. I was just like, he's gonna get carded or he's gonna get it. Yeah. Yeah. He got the ball. Yeah. And so um But I think I think just to finish my thought, sorry, but yeah, sorry. like how we feel with protecting him, yeah. We feel the protection from the guys in front of us. And it's the same for us. Like if we're constantly getting split through the middle, or you know what I mean, or we're, they're yeah. constantly getting outside us and crossing the ball, eventually we're going to make a mistake. And I think that was something that was pretty prevalent last year. Right. Um, with the load that we were kind of put under. But these guys, this team, the, the boys in front of us, man, they're, they're willing to roll their sleeves up and, and, and make it a little bit easier for us. Right. And And so, like... Yeah, we're doing what we need to do, but we have to thank them as well. Yeah, you know, absolutely. What I, I do want to talk about the fans and, and the fan support because it's something you said to me this last weekend. Um, but I want to ask a little bit because there's there there's been some some discourse amongst the fan base about <clears throat> not necessarily being worried or concerned, but just kind of like you know. It, is it is it a planned thing that like our our strikers our our forward players are playing more of like a, a sort of um, support role in some to some degree for other less obvious uh, attacking threats on the team? Um, we 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 we've had we have a very widespread of goal scorers on the team. Is that something that is intentional? Is it something that everybody kind of understands that like at any point anybody needs to be able to shoot and score or is it the type of thing where you just you're adapting to the competition i think it's good that everyone can score to be fair means we don't just use one guy Mm -hmm. so and the fact that everyone scores means like every position is a good spot to score right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i feel it's a good thing cool Mm -hmm. to be honest yeah, when I was uh, when I was at OKC, obviously someone that everyone in this league is familiar with, Bijev. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. he scored all of our goals. Right. And later in the season, when when it really mattered, getting points, teams were doubling down on him, and right. and we didn't have other outlets to to score goals and win games. I mean, we were tying. I mean, I think we had the most. Zero zero ties in in the country for that season. So having such a varied uh, goal scorer list, right? Um, for me, is is a really good thing. Knowing that the guys you're expecting to score, it's gonna come. Yeah, they'll start to contribute more and and finish some more of these chances. But it's hard for teams to prepare when. Not just one guy can score goals, right. you know. They know you can score from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. Well, let's talk real quick about 
mention it just briefly a second ago, but you mentioned to me after the game on Saturday that the support was immense. I happened to walk around uh, the stadium a good amount just to kind of take in the atmosphere, not just in the flock end, but like at, mm-hmm. everywhere in the grandstand, you know, in the cover corner, all of that stuff. It really feels like to me like that that cultural piece for vocal support amongst the fan base is starting to spread everywhere inside the stadium. Was that part of your feeling or was it just like it was just generally felt louder? No, it felt like a real atmosphere. And I think that's, uh, like you said, it, the the noise is spreading. Yeah. You know, um, obviously I've only been here a year and a half, so I can only draw back on last season right. as a comparison. And for the most part, it's like there's always great noise coming from the flock end. Yeah. But it's spectators around the stadium. And that's not a that's not a dig that's not a stab oh, yeah, but I yeah. think you you use the keyword their culture right right yeah. is like the club as a fan base is building a culture and creating an atmosphere that is becoming and has the potential to be like a true 12 man yeah and that that's why I said to you like the support was immense because it didn't matter what part of the pitch you were in you could hear yeah. it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's great I love that. Like, honestly, like walking around, I was just like, Grant's down in Chicago listening to 12 minute guitar solos right now. (laughs) And I'm getting to hear people uh, near the away section singing songs that I've never heard that before. And I would have loved that equally as much as the 12 minute guitar solo. Well, maybe not. Liar. (laughs) Maybe not. But that was one of the things I wanted to kind of ask about is like, what has the support been like this season, especially like for you, Mitch, having been here last year, and maybe for you, Baron, like ha- having played another pl- a lot, like a good amount of other places. The support is awesome, to be fair. Uh, in front of the flock, it's so loud. Even when I shout to Mitch, hey, Mitch, right, I think mm. you know I'm here. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's so yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it is. And I think it's easier for the new players to identify with the club more yeah to be fair it's like ah okay we have guys behind us and stuff so um it's good especially for the younger guys right and um, yeah it's probably something new for a lot of them yeah probably yeah and uh to be fair well in front of 10 15 and it just feels like the same yeah it's crazy really i'm gonna give the the ultimate (laughs) compliment here in it felt to me like I was on the right side of a Louisville crowd. Yeah. yeah. And and Louisville is, is a place, especially in that new stadium. They're rocking. Man, they're... Especially when the other team is defending the flock end. Yeah. And we have some sustained pressure, mm-hmm. right? You hear that noise, and like Byrne said, when you're giving information and the guy you're giving it to can't, can't hear you right mm-hmm. and it's getting louder and yeah. louder and if we score the place erupts man you shrink you yeah. shrink you know what i mean and that's that's it was funny watching Stephen Payne like run into after the goal like run into that corner yeah and i wa- i must have rewatched like the replay of that like mm. a, you know a dozen times because 
he gets over there in that corner and everybody's like slapping him on the back yeah. and stuff and he you can just see him like <laughs> kind of tense up a little yeah. bit because like no one's used to that yeah right and it was something for me that was like that guy has scored three goals three mm. competitive goals in his career mm-hmm. <laughs> that had to be special and in front of that crowd and and running into that corner yeah. had to be extra special yeah I think that's one of the the joys of of playing this game at this level when your job can spike emotion in that way yeah you know I think we we have to and that's why we have to take responsibility in the low moments as well and and the frustrating moments but man you talk about watching that video I think we all watch the crowd Mm -hmm. at least five times watching it back, you know, and seeing that many people erupt like that, like, that's the best, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that's, I think that was one of the things I was going to ask you guys about is knowing that it's like those moments that you have with the fans where you can connect. I think that those are the moments that even as fans that where it's like, at this level, it becomes a it's almost like when when you guys score, we all score. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it should be. You know, and that's how it feels. And that's and that's, you know, you saw that in that moment with Stephen. And I think that that everybody knew that was a big moment for Stephen, not oh. just for the club too, because Stephen's been working really hard this season and has been absolutely. He's just been bombing, bombing that that right side the whole season. Mm-hmm. It was a matter of just like we said with Jake, when Stephen gonna get one too. I think it's even so, clo- uh, good for the guys like. Yeah. so close yeah. to the fans and stuff it's a good feeling yeah yeah I wanted to ask just because June is is fixture congestion wise the most busy month of, yeah. of this season um, there have been some obvious rotation already um, what's the plan on the team side to kind of weather the storm of, of the month of June and early July to that degree, seven games in thirty days. Mm. It's a lot. I think it's uh, all hands on deck. Yeah. Right. It's not a huge squad. It's not a squad that you can change large numbers from lineup to lineup. Yeah. So there's a there's definitely a mental component on man guys are gonna have to play big minutes and they're gonna have to go to a place mentally that pushes them beyond what they feel physically Mm -hmm. and i think we showed it on saturday for sure everyone was was tired after the chattanooga game and then it was just a mental thing you know i didn't even play in chattanooga and i was tired so (laughs) So like, I mean, for, for some of those boys it's you know yeah and, and don't get me wrong man i've i've been there a lot like right. and, in and the last two seasons i've played almost every minute of every game you know 60 something straight games right yeah. almost right so look it's it's tough man it's it's not easy but right we had heard that after the game in chattanooga that like yeah. Ma- maro had a full body cramp yeah. had to go to the to the ER yeah that like you guys were just tired you guys were just like everybody was tired so 
yeah, I mean, it wasn't. We didn't lose because of a lack of work rate. Right. Right. I mean, exactly. look at look at like look at Morrow, man. This XG, guy, you XG and, you, and yeah. it was off the charts. And like Morrow, like full this guy had full body cramps yeah. from exhaustion. You know what I mean? Like he ran, he literally ran himself into the ground. Right. And that's that's this team though. That's this team. Like no one, no one downs tools, man. Like right. You go for ninety minutes, whatever, whatever we need to do, and. Uh, but yeah, it was obviously it was a big week, and right. we're gonna have a couple more of those. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's important to see that. Listen, even if it's hard, we can still win games. Right. And to pick it up, um, Mauro, for example, we brought in Francis. Then right, he showed up big. Yeah, mm-hmm. big time. So um, it's just not eleven players. So yeah, can bring everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk art, music, film. I like talking that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I will start. This is actually my explanation as to why I was not at the game on Saturday. Of course, I didn't get mm-hmm. to see you guys do this. Um, I went and saw The Grateful Dead on Saturday. Down in Chicago. Down in Chicago. Mm. Yeah. And uh, um, when I played for Indy, they had a Grateful Dead night. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the themes of the <laughs> one of the games. Yeah. A, I mean, they're... They were a big band, yeah, you know. And yeah. so we got we got a we got a big fan base, and uh, we went. I went down with uh, four other guys. I went David Meckness uh-huh. from you know, and uh, um, a couple other guys that are friends of you know the friends of the club as well. We went down and um, enjoyed that, but it's great because, like I said, this is you know, the, a lot of the members in the Grateful Dead are in their their late seventies now. So mm-hmm. this is the last time we're going to get to see it. Yeah. So it was great. So that's what kind of I've been listening to. Um, but like when we do this segment, it's what are the books, and you know this, what are the books, movies, or films that you've been watching lately? Or what music have you been listening to lately? Like if there's something new that's come along, or even if it's something old, you know, like maybe you're just deciding like I'm going to start listening to ACDC's Black and Black yeah. Out. And I'm like, this is... <laughs> to be honest, uh, this week I'm kind of in the 80s, 90s mood. Okay, uh, so for music? I'm here yeah. for that, yeah. yeah. Okay, so like, what are you what are you even listening to? Oh, Higher Lover today. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a song. Yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah, Gen- Genesis in re- uh, general. So, Higher Love, are you thinking like, like Steve Winwood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How good is that song? Huh? I have it on vinyl. Yeah? yeah, we might have to play we'll, that we'll, 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 after this. We'll play it after this. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, for real, have that on vinyl. <laughs> gotta try, try and sing notes I'm not capable of. Yeah, but, I heard but, like walking in Memphis ten times this week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Marco, I'm sorry, man. I love that song for whatever so reason. Good. I love that song. It's so good. It's so good, right? Uh-oh. And it's like, and you, you kind of know it's cheesy, and you, and you know it's like, but at the same time, you're just like. I don't give a shit. This is a great song. Mm-hmm. It's a great song. Is that Grant? Is that your go-to karaoke song? Oh, I can kill the shit out of that song. <laughs> you what, know, what are you guys' go-to karaoke songs? Did you know I can kill that song in karaoke? Oh, I did not know that, but yeah. I believe it. I'm an Oasis Wonderwall. Yeah. 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 How about you, Baron? Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Which, oh. which song? Uh, what's it called again? Um, I sang it on my. Yeah. 
So I want. Oh, by the way, we, we had is exactly. that there? Yeah. Yeah. we had some sensational. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, new player songs. If you still have the videos for that, somebody's we, got we, to compile them. Yeah, we have to. We have to. And and I made a decision uh, with uh, with Wheels. Uh, we made a decision. Sorry. Um, we didn't want any excuses because every every club does it a little bit differently right mm -hmm. like some will do only rookie sing right yeah, yeah. others will do new signing all new signings will sing others will yeah. do like if it's a uh your first time playing in that country right right like it, it's it's very variable so obviously guys can get a little nervous and yeah. come up with all the excuses not to sing so we were like everybody sings yeah including us mm -hmm. right don't matter if you're yeah. a veteran rookie new to the league new Gotta to the it. country everybody sings yeah you know and, it's a level playing field and, right and, yeah, and yeah. it was man it was there was no excuses everyone was was right into it man and and we had some absolute i'll tell you what we got some singers on this team huh? yeah. we do we yeah. got some singers man like there were a couple of first lines that came out, and I'm like, "Hang on a second. <laughs> so who was who was surprising? Maybe maybe more shy, but when they when they had to do their song, they just fucking destroyed. I'm it. super surprised of Andrew, to be fair. Okay, so yeah. I knew I mean, Andrew, he's a right? No, he's a no quantity, know. though. He's a, he's he's so a fucking amazing singer. See, I'm, I'm smart, right? So, like, <laughs> <laughs> we only had four returners, yeah? So we said, we can do duet. Type of uh, songs, so you paired right? up with Andrew. Of course, I paired up with Andrew. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. Exactly. I knew what I was doing. So I got, I got with Andrew. I did the funny part. He did the the singing part. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's like a real singer, man. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not for oh, sure. He has a decent voice. Like, no, this, for sure. This guy can belt it out. Right. Um, but in terms of surprises for me, I'm trying to think. Cheney. Yeah, Chaney. Chaney can what sing. What did Chaney do? I don't remember. Do remember? No, he was one video. of the first ones. That was one video that video. didn't make it on social media. No. Yeah, no. Chaney, Chaney's uh, song did not make it on social media. I so think. I was expecting his to be like a funny performance, kind of. Oh, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. True to his personality. Like, I thought it would be amusing, and then he started singing, and I was like, "This boy can sing." Yeah. <laughs> we've so we've heard that the win song in the locker room is hello by adele is that is that oh, is that true that's one of them yeah. one of them one of them yeah what what are the Bru others bruises from lewis capote oh, yeah. we we have sing songs yeah. going on yeah. right like uh beautiful crazy luke combs oh yeah that's that's the player song for neil <laughs> so, beautiful crazy yeah. for <laughs> <laughs> he is beautiful crazy he, he is. is beautiful crazy he really man. is that's why Kristen loves him yeah yep that's why we all love him <laughs> but oh, we, we sing yeah. in this it's uh, it's not just it's a, sing, it's a singing locker room it's a singing locker room oh, yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that oh, yeah. though I love that though I love to sing that's great yeah um, who, who have we covered so far you, we got I, you? I, I started off talking about the dead. Yeah, well, of like course that, you did. That's what I was listening yeah. to. Yeah. So that is not. I mean, obviously, it's not like something that like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved on from the dead, but sure. <laughs> who, who gives a shit what I think? So, what, about, what about you? Uh, me, I've been listening to a lot of dance music lately. Uh, 
partially because I'm planning for the yeah. print issue number two uh, release party is on July 7th at Robinia Courtyard. Hmm. I, will, I will actually be DJing. Yeah. Uh, right. So a lot I'm of like be dancing. Yeah, da- Grant is going to be the designated uh, dancer from yeah. the NDZ lineup. Hartman. Yeah. You need to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Grant. Move, Grant's man. a good dancer. I, I actually can dance. I only have four moves, yeah. but they're all very sexual. Yeah. Uh, so I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen all four. And I, I could, yes, yes, yes. And yes. The, the audience matters, and yes, correct. I, no, think, but, uh, I, I think that was uh, this was two years ago. Two yeah. years, yes, twenty twenty one, end of the season. I was dancing with Lisa. Yeah, and I, and I asked her who's Lisa is Andrew's uh, wife, and uh, I was dancing with Lisa. I'm like, don't you want to dance with Andrew? She's like, he's got four moves, and I know, and I know what they what they all lead to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's why they're yeah. married. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Lombada, eat your heart out. Uh, <laughs> but no, I've been listening to a it lot makes of sex like, look like a church. Yeah, I've been. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of house music, a lot of like garage, like UK garage yeah. garage stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, a heavy you get into amount, a flume. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. A heavy amount of my set that night is still going to be like seventies and eighties funk and boogie and disco stuff. So. I, w- I would have known that you like Flume. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I saw him when he was here at the Sylvie yeah. as well. Yeah. It's, uh, this was recently. Like, last year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was last year. Yeah. Uh, I went with Drew Connor. Um, great. Great time. Yeah. Right. What, a, what a show. What a performer. Yeah. And he's from Sydney as well. Right. And that's why I felt obligated. Yeah. <laughs> Like don't I, get me wrong, I, I love you gotta Flume. Support the local boy. I love yeah. I love Flume, but the um yeah, when there's an Australian here, yeah. I feel like it's mandatory. Grant saw Rufus DeSaul play at the Sylvie oh, as well a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. Um there's gonna be some of that in my set as well. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You guys gotta come out. Is it yeah, before yeah, the Fuego yeah. game? Got, the home uh, the home Central Valley too. game? Mm-hmm. Rufus DeSaul. But yeah. yeah, the the night it'll be on July seventh is the night before we play uh Central Valley. Mm. So come out, dance for like a half hour, then go home to sleep. And yeah, you know, yeah, sleep yeah. I'm just, day. I'm just happy that Baron's in like a yacht rock phase. Oh, I love it. Like I love this. Like he was saying, I was listening to Steve Winwood earlier. Mm. Oh, maybe he's just getting ready for the Doobies. <laughs> That's next week. The Doobie Brothers are playing at Do Bruce you know Stevens that? next week. At Breeze? Yeah. yeah. Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald is coming, there. dude. Like, oh wow, I saw today Weezer. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like that. That's actually why we had to move here. Yeah, because we were going to do sound, this at a bar yeah. downtown, but we were like, we're going to be at Rabinia. We're going to be too much sound and too many people at Rabinia. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's just if y'all if if you're listening to this and you're going to be at the Doobie Brothers show next week, please come find me and Grant. We'd love to say Absolutely. hello, uh, have a little yacht rock dance with you. Yeah, but yes, the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald will be at Bree Stevens next week. <sighs> It's the king of the yacht. I mean, he's here. Yeah. He's here. This yeah. is like... You gotta go see him. I mean, that's gonna be one of those things. It's like when... Uh, I will say, though, it's like if you come up when like uh, when What a Fool Believes is being played. Oh. I may, yeah. not, I may not talk to you at that Grant point. Grant may not even acknowledge you. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be dancing. I'm gonna be dancing. Let the man dance. Yeah, yeah that's I'm right. Gonna be, I'm gonna be dancing. So, so we, we've covered the arts in all their entirety. Yep. Uh, big match this weekend against Richmond... What's the feeling in the locker room? What's the feeling from the boys going into this one? Three more points. Yeah. Yeah. The big one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Terzaghi player of the week this last week, but it's the Henny Darby. Mm-hmm. Uh, how big is that for the players to like know that there's a sort of like fan trophy on the line for this game? Uh, I think it's going to be a part of the, the message leading into the game. Um, obviously, there's only four returners, like we've said, so I'm pretty sure the majority of the guys aren't aware of it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those kind of, uh, at least I'm keeping in the back pocket as a as a piece to push that motivation level to a different height. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's one of the only uh, bright points of last season, right? Um, and we want to continue it, but at least in my head, I know the same for Burn uh, and and a bunch of the guys. Is like, man, we're hunting this week. Yeah. They're above us in the table, yeah. And Go get them. They shouldn't be, and mm-hmm. and we're going there to take the points and do it on their patch. Agreed. Same. We're looking for that this Mm -hmm. weekend. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight and being so open and and honest with us and for dealing with the hard questions. Baron, get on this course here. Come on. I work on it. I work on it. Listen, if you're putting your hand up to take a penalty, I'm voting for you. I'm I'm, I'm in your corner, my man. We've got the captain's vote. I'm in your corner. That carries weight. Yeah. Yeah. Does the captain's vote like worth two votes? I, I think so. I think it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or four. Yeah. <laughs> or four. How many do I need for Burn to take it? Four. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what it you should need. be. Yeah. 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 Anyway, thank He's you guys so much too. for joining us. Good luck this weekend, weekend at Richmond. It's a big one. Um, and hopefully you come back on Sunday, all three points in hand. Thank you so much for joining us. And as Grant always says, be easy. We'll see you all next time. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. Cheers.